So, Enterprise. Some people say Voyager's the black sheep of Star Trek. I think I've said that before. And I was dead wrong. This is the black sheep of Star Trek right here. I don't know what's going on with my boys. Oh, God. <clears throat> this is definitely a show that, uh, it's a roller coaster <laughs> to talk about. Now, if you uh, watched the episode I recorded a while ago at this point, but should have gone live yesterday, I talked for quite a while about the lead-up to and the making of TOS, because there's tons and tons and tons of background material on it. Not as much on Enterprise. So, I've had my magazines for things like Voyager and TNG. I had, you know, this book for TNG. I had a couple other books for DS9. You know what I have for Enterprise? The Internet. That's it. So I have the least possible resources with regards to behind the scenes and the construction thereof when it, when it comes to Enterprise than any of the other shows I've ever covered before, including Babylon 5. Originally, you know, I, I didn't have much on Babylon 5, and then someone uh, helpfully pointed me towards, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a bunch of collected works from behind the scenes, which helped a lot in the discussion of that show. With Enterprise, I got Memory Alpha, and that's about it. No offense to Memory Alpha, it's just... I prefer to have as many sources as I can. All this is a roundabout way of saying, I don't have a lot to share with you. I do have a few things. First and foremost, Enterprise was trying very hard to be different while being exactly the same. Allow me to say, from memory, I think that's its biggest mistake. You're probably thinking, Lord, what the hell, you're stupid and dumb. And you are, of course, correct. But what I mean by that is... They wanted to have this believability thing, you know, uh, ten minutes into the future kind of a feel to it. Making things feel a little bit more modern. Not modern as in high-tech, modern as in now. As in when the show was coming out, which is 2001, is when the first episode aired. They wanted this show to look like something that was just a little bit in the future, so it was a little more grounded and believable for the people who are watching it. This is actually kind of ironic, since in many ways this is also why they did several things with regards to TOS as well. They also wanted to very carefully, and a lot of legitimately good work was done on the set design and the costume design, uh, except for T'Pol, and the general approach to how they made the show look. And a lot of things were done in a fairly mundane manner, like the farm, right? At the very beginning of Broken Bow, there's just a farm with, you know, a guy who's, who's a farmer, right? I mean, yeah, sure, they've got blaster pistols and they've got aliens, but... You can see why it's only a few steps into the future rather than the more substantial future of even TOS. Here's a catch, though. Um, that, I think, was a good idea if they had embraced it. But instead, what we got was Voyager. And if you were paying attention to my Voyager ruminations, and I wouldn't blame you if you weren't, Voyager itself was just Season 7 of TNG again. So what we've got here with Enterprise is Season 7 TNG Take 3. I could name several examples of this, but the first time I heard the phrase whole plating is offline with the intonation and tone of Shields Are Down with the same plot point and general story tone presentation of Shields Are Down. In other words, it, it fills the exact same thing. If you replaced whole plating offline with Shields Are Down, there would be no change in anything other than the fact that they don't have shields. And that's the problem. This was another Voyager thing. Um, 
This is what I mean when I say that it was just the same darn thing over again. If they had actually used this to branch out and do what the series premise was, which was, and I'm just going to use an indirect quote here because I don't have it in front of me, trying to show what it's like when Earth and humans are new on the block and their first forays into galactic politics, that sounds awesome. In fact, I could say definitively I'll enjoy that. You know why? Because I've seen season four of Enterprise, which is exactly that. I know this is not exactly a new opinion, but I think if Enterprise had started with Season 4, as in that if that was the first episode, it would have been received way better, and I would have enjoyed it far more. Instead, what we got is this. Now, I'm being pretty harsh here. i got to rein myself back in because, well, I have a bit of a confession. That's about all I've got when it comes to behind the scenes and the makings of and the build-up to. I mean, I could tell you about how they were originally going to do a thing on Earth. I could tell you about how there was going to be a change to the the, the, the nature of how the ship works and how they weren't going to have the Vulcans directly involved at first and all sorts of other ideas that were tossed around. What I want to talk to you about, if that's okay with you, is my personal experience with Enterprise. Now, if you're watching this video right now, there's an exceptionally high chance that you've watched my other Star Trek videos. But, in the off chance you haven't, or if, in case you don't remember, I'm going to remind you of something. I watched Encounter of Farpoint when it came out, kneeling right next, I can still remember, kneeling right next, this big old, like, sofa cushion, couch, pseudo, I don't know what you'd call it, it was a chair. It was like a chair that had an extended part so she could lean back in it. And, or or put, uh, put her legs up in it, rather, not lean back. And I was sitting right next to it, just kind of head up against the chair, watching Star Trek with my mom. We watched all of TNG like that. We watched most of Deep Space Nine like that. I, as I told you guys, we kind of jumped from Move Along Home forward a little bit, and then we started watching the rest of it together. And we watched all of Voyager with it. By the time Enterprise came out, I was in college. Just to give you an idea here of how much of a part of my life and my upbringing this, this Friday evening ritual was, with me and my mom watching Star Trek together. Now, mom was getting into a few other shows at this point in history, so she had kind of fallen out of Star Trek, and she wasn't really all that impressed with late season Seven Voyager stuff. She didn't actually want to watch Enterprise. I was actually the one who convinced her to, because the premise sold me. The idea of, you know, a more grounded, believable, less high-tech Star Trek sounded kind of cool. And frankly, it still does. <laughs> well, Discovery will learn that. Sorry, sorry. I still haven't watched Discovery as of recording this video, so I'm just memeing when I say that. We'll probably watch Discovery someday. Maybe. Anyways. So, I convinced her to watch it, and we sat down, and we watched Broken Bow. I, I believe that's the first episode. Um, I, I guess I could check. Because I got the Blu-rays right here. Excuse me. I haven't even pulled them out of the wrapping yet. Uh, of course it's not going to say. But yeah, we, we sat down, we watched it. We were thoroughly unimpressed. We talked about it afterwards, over dinner. And we both disliked it so much that she wanted to drop the show on the spot. I was like, well, hang on, Mom, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know how this goes. You know how there's usually some kind of issues with the first episode and all kinds of problems there. Oh, what do we got? Oh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say the episode. Oh, here we go, here we go. Broken Bow. I was right, I was right. 
God. These things are terribly packaged, by the way. Anyways, I convinced her, let's give it a shot, Mom. Let's give it a shot. Let's give it a few episodes. And she was like, no, you're right, you're right. I don't remember when we quit. I'm actually going to be paying attention as I go through this series to try and figure out when exactly we gave up the show. But this is the show that made me quit Star Trek. I'm not joking about that. Now, if you paid attention to anything I've talked about Star Trek previously, you know I've watched Enterprise. What happened was many years later, when the DVDs came out, I was like, alright, sure, whatever. And I borrowed a friend's copy, because I wasn't spending money on that. And I was like, alright, let's go ahead and watch this. And I watched through season one and two and three and four. And my general impression was that season one and two were... Bleh. And season three was actually kind of interesting. And season four was actually pretty good. And then it got cut off. And, you know, that that's when I started looking into things, found out about the cancellation issues they were discovering, found out about the multiple changes under the hood with regards to the production team and the developers and writers and producers. And, of course, found out about the season five that should have been. Which is a shame, because I think season five could have been pretty legit, especially if Shran actually became the main character. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm like, okay, Enterprise entered my my usual rotation of rewatching Star Trek, which I did every couple of years. Kind of, well, it, that's actually the wrong way to say that. Basically, anytime I wanted to watch something, I would just kind of pick up where I was and make my way through one of the shows and make my way through the other and so forth and so on. This is especially helpful when I got that overnight networking job. Some of you may remember, and as I was, and those of you who remember the TNG stuff, remember that I actually paused on watching TNG there in order to save it for covering for this show. So, hey, we finally managed that. Kudos. But I rewatched Voyager several times, and I got one last story to tell you, because I started to rewatch Enterprise. So I got through most of Broken Bow, like three-fourths, and I was just like, you know what, whatever, next episode, next episode. Uh, by this point, I had bought my own DVDs, consequently. And so I'm, I'm like, all right, next episode, and I don't remember the next episode is, but I got about half of the way through it before I just went to the next episode and got about a quarter of the way through that one and then skipped to the next one and got about a fifth of the way through that one. And you can kind of see the trend. What ended up happening was I was just so massively disinterested with the episodes that I would just skip to the next one. And very quickly, it got to the point where I would get about two or three minutes in and then be like, okay, it's this one, skip. Okay, it's this one, skip. Okay, it's this one, skip. And there were probably a handful, like five-ish episodes across season one and season two that I actually watched. I don't remember all of them, please forgive me. I know Regeneration is in there somewhere. But that was it. And then I got to season three, and then I rewatched the show. I have rewatched season three and four of Enterprise several times. I have never rewatched season one and two. This will be the second time ever that I have ever rewatched season one and two of Enterprise. Now <laughs> I'm actually a little bit nervous, curious, I don't know what word to use here. I don't know what I'm gonna think of this show. I don't know how it's gonna go. I don't know if my opinion is gonna change. I mean, one of the things I've been tracking as we go through the Star Trek is my opinion uh, after going through analysis mode uh, versus my you know, vague memories, has changed many times. Sometimes I'm much more in favor of an episode, and sometimes I am much less. I don't know what I'm going to think of these ones as we go through them.
Now, I know a lot of you like to watch these alongside me, and that's awesome, and it kind of makes me smile every time I hear about that. So if anybody's actually going to be going through Enterprise with me, I'm very curious to know your thoughts, especially of Season 1 and 2. The last time I watched these episodes would have been in the 15-year-ago range at this point. So we'll see, won't we? That'll all be starting, of course, next week when we go ahead and cover Broken Bow.